This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. If you or a loved one need mental health assistance or are experiencing a mental health crisis, call Lifeline 24-7 on 13 11 14. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of FYI, All Things Mental Wellness. This week, our guest is a former AFL football star. He played a total of 128 games, won a Coleman medal, won multiple goal-kicking awards, and he's an absolute all-round lovable bloke. There's many reasons why we asked him to be involved in an episode on FYI, and one of them is his contribution to Pucker Up, which is a social enterprise founded by one of Australia's leading mental health advocates, Wayne Schwoss. I'm so excited to begin our chat. Welcome, Scotty Cummins. Ah, uh, hello, Nadia. Bernie, terrific uh, to be with you. Can I just correct you on one thing, Nadia? You don't win a common medal. It's not a raffle. All right. Oh, yeah, right. right. It's not just something you pick up out of a Wheaties package. Right. Okay. Correction. Sorry. We'll edit that bit out and we'll change oh, it oh, to we'll get, yeah, we'll that straight. But anyway, no, it's terrific <laughs> to be, with you. Uh, to be uh, talking with you. And, um, Absolutely. And, uh, Great to have you on board. What you, guys are, what you guys are doing and what you're trying to achieve, it's, uh, it's fantastic. So, pleasure to be here with you. Thanks, Thank mate. you. To earn your Coleman medal. As you've earned it. <laughs> do you have to jump around a fair bit to do that? Like, did find a happy place to get to? Like, you went from club to club, um, like yep. a lot of players do and have done over the years. Did you have to find your happy place to get yourself into a mindset where that was possible or was that just more team orientated and, and people around you? It's a, it's a really good question because you you go through the, the lows of, of being traded and then you just try and pick up and the – you know, as long as somebody wants you, that's the good thing. You've got a home and you walk into a family of, of 40 blokes and that then that's all good. But I think what it was was I had a, I had a coach that um, believed in me in, uh, in Mick Mouldhouse uh, when I got to West Coast and um, I was back home a Perth boy, staunch, staunch West Aussie, um, except for when they start talking about wax it or leaving the country. <laughs> that's sort of, that lets me down a little bit. But anyway, uh, on a side note, um, and – and I was I was at home, you know. I was back home. I was enjoying it. I had a great team, a great, and a successful team as well. So I had plenty of opportunity. But I think it was along the you know the point that my coach, who absolutely backed me in and believed in me and, and let me be the person I am, which is a bit of you know trying to have a bit more fun than the, than the serious side of of things. And uh, we just hit it off. Yeah, and the opportunities were they kept presenting each weekend with some pretty challenging. And the blokes hit me up with a footy, so yeah. it turned out okay. If they keep hitting you on the chest, it makes life a little bit easier. You don't have to move too much. No, exactly. <laughs> I suppose that 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 poses Mike a, a question that I've got. When you say the coach believed in you, I mean, does a coach just believe in Scotty Cummins, or is a good coach someone that a coach that believes in everyone, or or manages and looks after people differently? I think there's there's a there's a lot of synergies between footy coaches and you know, managers of a business or corporations in any way, shape or form. The best coaches or the best managers understand what makes each individual tick, and that was the best thing about Mick. Where I'd come from, 
Uh, I, ha- I had that at, at Port Adelaide, my previous club, uh, with Jack Cale. He was fantastic and he was, you know, yeah, he'd really lift you up and, and pump you up and make you feel terrific. Previous to that, I had Kevin Sheedy, who who had didn't have any faith in me, who, who didn't rate me at all and treated me really hard. Um, and he thought that was the way to get the best out of me. It wasn't. But the difference was Mick Mouldhouse takes the time to understand his people, where they come from, what they've been through, how they've how they've managed to get to be playing for his football team and their life, their you know, their, their parent situation, their their schooling, their upbringing, everything. He he takes the time to understand that and so he knows the best way to be able to to get the best out of each individual. Now, that was for me. I'm not saying that like there's probably a lot of players that don't like Mick. Um, the ones who weren't getting a game or get trolled yeah, like with me with Sheeds. But, yeah, for, for me, I think the synergies between coaching a footy team and being a manager of a company or a leader in business in any way, shape or form, you, that blanket rules I don't think work. You, Absolutely. You to, uh, and, and I guess too, Scotty, that, that's so relevant in a school environment as well. You know, kids will learn better and adults in an, in an educational sense will learn better when those sort of principles are applied to them as well. You know, everyone learns differently. Everyone ticks differently. So, yeah, good good lesson there. You're a dad. You're a dad. So, obviously, you'd take some of that and and put it back into the practice of teaching your kids. Would that be fair? Do my absolute best, yeah. Sometimes little bungers can test you. Oh, they do. And and at that time, you you don't connect with them, do you? Yeah. And that's pretty normal. That's That's very normal. The hardest thing is, um, yeah, you... You want to be, you you want to be open to them and accessible accessible to them to tell you absolutely anything they possibly can, uh, but you're also trying to raise perfect little individuals, which you can't do. You know they're going no. to mess up from time to time, and and I, all I need to do is is just go back into my little childhood, and I guarantee I was no angel, no. and I caused mum and dad some premature grey hairs. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've you sort of got to remember your own path that you've walked in more. You, we all want to have the perfect kids and the, the you know, the most well-mannered, the most, perfect, you know, the just perfect little angels, but they're going to mess up. Sure, but, sure. W- but when you can take some time and you're comfortable with the way they are with you, you can yeah. sit there and go, you know what, it's not a bad thing if they have to pick themselves up. I would love to pick them up every single time and dust them yeah. off and shine them up and push them back out again. But, you know, occasionally you've got to be able to say, it's better for you to get up yourself. Work out oh, how to push up. Good one, Bernie. Yeah, that's a really good one. And it's so hard. It's so hard not to pick them up. Every oh God, time yeah. <laughs> and do it. But sometimes you just got to say, "Mate, you'll be right." Um, yeah. And that doesn't matter how big they are. Like my sons are <laughs> twenty-one and twenty-five, and I tell you what, I want to, I want to stand in front of them like a front rower sometimes and push the world out of their way. But you just can't. Yeah. No, no, it's, and it's no good for them. They got to learn some resilience, and I think that's, that's a lot key. of the problems. We, a lot of the problems we face now is because, and you, I could go off the biggest tangent right now because it, we need to teach kids resilience. Of course, we need to teach them that not everything's going to go their way. But at the moment, we seem to not we certain people and decision makers seem to make everything we can't we can't have scores in certain uh, until they're yeah. a certain age because. They might hurt their feelings or their self-esteem, or we, you can't sing the song in the on the ground because it'll don't hurt celebrate them. for goodness' sake. Yeah, please don't. And- Scotty, I could go on for hours on this as well. You know the participation <laughs> certificates. When oh. I went to school, if you lost, you lost. You I didn't lost. win the race. You tried to improve yourself to beat Johnny or whoever won the race. 
That's it's right. not, here's your participation, you did well, pat on the back, you're a great, oh, yeah, I'm the same. Those things frustrate me. And they wonder why we're raising, uh, you know, a, a batch of, of kids that aren't resilient and don't know how to cope when they hit the workforce and they fail or they meet up with someone who who isn't the greatest boss or colleague in the world and I agree you know, with you. I think we're, think we're, we're uh, doing, and as I said, I say we, but it's not my sure. decisions. Uh, we, we couldn't be un, under-preparing our kids for life more than what we're doing right now. But if we can find that balance, you know, people are like-minded like us. You know, That's right. They've got to be told no. They've got to learn the word. They've got to, they're going to lose. Yep. Um, you're not mm-hmm. going to win everything that you go for in your lifetime. Yeah, we talk about generations uh, of kids. We as generations of parents, our parents' parents, so our grandparents, had nothing, essentially, if, yeah. if we go back that, that 100 years or 50 years or whatever it might be. So they had nothing when they came. So they wanted to give their kids the best they possibly could. So they gave them everything that they could and there was lessons along the way. And then the next generation came along being my parents. So they would be in their 80s, let's say. Um, so they wanted to give everything to us that they didn't quite have, so they got there. Yeah. We're, we're probably the lucky generation where we've got everything at our fingertips. And I'm not saying everyone's as, you know, completely affluent and has everything that they might want, but we really have access to things that we couldn't possibly have ever dreamed about having. So we don't really have a need to give our kids everything, do we? Because we can't give them what we didn't have because we've already given them those things. What the, what the hell else have they got to achieve except be the best person that they can possibly be? That's just our nature, isn't it? Like you're saying, every, every generation wants to give their kids more opportunities than they were given. But, but you know, our parents gave us everything they possibly could um, to get us on the right path. And, and we're trying to pick up from where they left off and, and give a little bit more and a bit, bit more. But we Correct. do need to find an absolute balance. And Well, now's the time for us to pull up a little bit and go, you know what, let's work on the kids rather than working on what they can achieve. Let's yeah. work on how better people they can be as opposed yeah. to what they can achieve in the world. And give more in time rather than, you know, giving doesn't need to be a material thing. It doesn't need to be the new beaut iPhone, the iPad, whatever. You know, a lot of the time, kids need time. And they mm. learn from us too, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Well, there's yeah, big sponges. Always watching. So, I mean, I know there's times when I've fucked up badly and my kids have watched that and seen me go through that and see how I've dealt with that, which hasn't always been the best, I'll tell you. Mm. But they've learned good and bad things from me on how they can then go, right, if that ever happens to me, I can pick up on that sort of thing. Yeah. Is that the way you might treat with your kids, mate, Jerry? Oh, stuff that you've absolutely done? Absolutely. It's, um, they need to know, and I'm, I'm really big on the fact that they need to know that not everything's going to go their way. And it, it's not, and I've, and I, you know, lucky enough to coach my, my son's team, footy team for the last few years. And I, and I say to these boys, early days it was, you know, you're going to have to hear the word no occasionally, fellas. I know you don't hear it very often, but you're going to get told no. You're not going to get, a, you know, the free kicks might go against you. Bad luck. That's the way it is. Nothing will change. You're going to lose some games of footy. So I don't care if we lose every game of footy, which last year we did. Uh, but uh, I said I care about how you go about it. Uh, I, I care about you're never, ever giving up. I, I care about your attitude on the on the field. You're not spitting the chewy. And I care how you hold your head after the game. Like you're going to lose game of footy. It's not the end of the world, but it's how you hold yourself. And and I say, I say to the kids that, you know, no, there's two there's two sort of mindsets that I that I have or two little sayings and, and they're well known sayings is that nothing worth achieving has ever come easy, 
and and we don't judge people when everything's going well. We judge people when they're under adversity, and that's and that's how we judge people and, and how you respond to that sort of adversity. So now they're the sort of things we try and plan in their heads now. So when they get older and they have real problems, <laughs> like mm. just proper things to worry about, not not you know missing a goal or, or stuff like that. That's that right. Sort of toolbox to be able to deal with it. Mm. And and Scotty, you know, I'm waving my hand here because because you hit an area that I really want to have a chat to you about today, and it's something I admire about you, and it's it's one of the reasons I did reach out as well. Is you know, a lot of us know what happened with that hump day podcast with you and Swanee and you you have quoted that you went through the darkest period of your life with you know the wash up of that but what I admire is how you went about it how you went about life after that all turned to crap basically you stood up you owned it you know, you didn't just apologize sometimes an apology can be seen as easy you know they're words But your actions is something that I actually know they teach here at one of the local schools, believe it or not, is the outcome of or the difference of how you handled yourself and how Swanee handled himself. So tell us what you did because not everyone knows about it. I know about it. I read it. I follow you and and I I truly do admire how you've come out the other end. So Yeah, thanks, Nadia. Um, It it was and I still... I still struggle now to, to talk about it without getting half emotional because mm-hmm. what the, the problem, the thing that I find really hard is that what kicked it all off were, were lies about us and um, and the people um, taught, you know saying those lies were told that they were lies, they were corrected, they were fixed, they were told exactly how what was said and how, how it was said um, and they didn't care to amend their errors so we were – it looked it looked really bad. I know the things that we were mucking around with in our heads were we were laughing at the sheer ridiculousness of of certain things, uh, the Urban Dictionary, mm-hmm. um, and then when I read them in in print, and when you can't get context or tone and and what we're when oh. we're actually seeing about them, it looks so shit ass. It, it yep. did, and I just I can't believe I've, I've missed this. And and at no stage whatsoever did. Anything that we said, did I? And we actually said on the podcast, said, "If you're doing any of this, you're, you're a sick unit, and stop it." And and I said, "We don't condone any of this. Is, this is just how ridiculous they are. Surely no one in the world is doing this stuff." Mm-hmm. Um, but when I read them in the paper, or when I read them in the paper, and and of course they're going to make it as look as ugly as it possibly could, and it did look ugly. I'm not I'm not shying away from that. I, I read the comments from people that matter and that's people that are running like white ribbon and um and those and domestic violence victoria and that sort of thing and things that i'm completely already on board with i didn't have to educate myself on that because we're 100 on board that um but i did have to educate myself on the numbers i suppose and and how these sort of things in jest that we thought were funny and harmless can actually turn around and and cause some harm and you know if if one person in the world decided they wanted to do one of those things that we were talking about and, and someone got hurt from it. It's one too many people. So, so yeah, I had no, I had no choice. I had to own that. And that was, you know, looking at it from a different angle. It's the same. Well, the- you, you do have a choice. You, you do have a choice to own it or not. Um, but you did. You did own yeah. it. Yeah. And that's, and that's, um, that's half the battle. It doesn't, 
that that um, that makes me better as a person, but it doesn't get me anywhere because the way that the world is and the the cancel culture and and that sort of thing and people who you know most any people who complained and, and went after me, I guarantee you none of them had listened to the podcast ever. Yeah, um, they just right. see a headline from a, a someone like a Susie O'Brien who who doesn't really take into consideration the the collateral damage along the way. Um, of families and, and people involved and that sort of thing without, you know, and, and that's what I said. It started with inaccuracies about what we said. That's what aggravates me so much because I know the sort of bloke I am. So, but anyway, it, it did open my eyes and it did make me think differently. So that's the positive that came out of it. And and I educated myself a bit more on, on what a serious issue that it is mm-hmm. and, um, and subsequently, you know, stopped doing the, the podcast. And the, the, the stupid thing is too, like we, the week before, I think I said to the boys, I said, I reckon we've taken this as far as we can. I reckon we're done with this and we'll, we'll, we'll scrap the Urban Dictionary next week. We won't do that anymore. It was too late and uh, the, damage, the damage was done. And, and um, It doesn't have to define you, though, an error. That's right. No, it won't. Correct. And, and that's, that's a really important message because in everyday life, you know, whether we're Scotty Cummins or whether we're Nadia Deneen or whoever we are, we all stuff up. Yeah, you're going to do that. But but to hear your story of you know in the public eye and being absolutely slaughtered by by some of the public and the media, but you know you pushed through and you got through. And I guess yeah, I didn't yeah, think that's... I was going to. Um, I didn't think I was going to. And um, and and I, w- I will say that um, one of the other guys. <laughs> when I say one of the other guys, there's only two others, and <laughs> one's fairly relaxed and doesn't doesn't give too much of a shit about many people uh, or other people's thoughts. You know, if he doesn't know them or care about them, um, he's a great man, Swanee. But you know, Ralphie took it really hard as well. The assault on 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 the on the characters and um, on on our reputation. He he took it really hard, and it almost it almost got him. You know. Mm. It, and it almost got him. That's so tragic. He, he hit the, the bottom of the, of the well. Um, but the one thing that gets you through, and, and we'll get on to this when we talk about mental health as well, is that the amount of support that I got was was incredible. And I don't mean this in any big-headed way, shape or form, but I've I got more friends or people that care about me than I thought I did. Um, and it's just a... It's a message. It's a phone call. It's you know anything. It's just people reaching out the same way. I was going to ask you that about Ralphie. Is it was it that one thing? Do you think there was just a communication from friends and family that yeah. that, that stopped the worst from happening? You know, just, just say yeah. that maybe just in that one minute somebody made a phone call or reached out or, or did something that that helped both of you to yeah. to turn well, the page a little bit. We made about thirty phone calls, um, <laughs> and a lot of messages. Yeah. Um, thankfully. You know, thankfully, it didn't go down the, the the path. We thought for a brief moment it was going to go down. Um, this is this is what I'm saying. This is what me, makes me angry as well. When people write these things, that yeah, half of what they wrote about us was was right, and the things that we said, and that's what I owned up to. But what kicked it all off, what started it all, were lies, and they, and they, they, they were they were writing things that we never said. Yeah, right. Mm. So that's why I get so angry about it. Mm. Um, and, but like I said, it's, it's a hard one. It's something you can't control either, isn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I once that goes. The more you protest, the worse it sounds. Uh, yeah, it's it's often racing, and uh, so. But those people who who write these things are looking for clicks. 
Um, they get paid per click and they don't stop to think about the damage that they do to the people and the families. And oh, Like you said, the, the collateral damage of all your family is yeah. just massive. Oh, it, it was huge. It was huge. And uh, you know, I said a few times, oh, I couldn't bear to speak to my mum for a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, that was a struggle. But, again, I, I put myself in that position um, and I've come out of it probably better yeah. for it. Um, I, I'd, I would have preferred not to go through it. I, I seriously think 2020 has been a better year than 2019. Now you're lying. I couldn't believe it. New Year's, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, I put a tweet out going, okay, piss off 2019. 2020, we're going to be good to each other. Come on. And uh, oh, that hasn't gone that according to plan. But uh, as I said, I, you know, I've come out better for it and because I've educated myself on, on the topic, but I don't believe we had to go down the path no. it's so aggressively uh, as as it went down and so life-destroying um, as it went down. So, so It's, it, it's comforting, it, it, though. It did, and you can't look backwards on it. So no, was um, there somebody close to you that, that probably you got to lean on a little bit while it was in dark days there for a little bit? Yeah, the, the wife for sure. Well, sure. My wife's number one. She was so staunch. and uh, They're amazing women, aren't they? And so oh, ten times stronger than me. There's no doubt about that. Um, and it frustrated the, the crap out of her because she knew she knows me better than anyone. She knows what I stand for. Um, she knows that I think the things that we were being accused of, of, of perpetuating, she knows I find them the most abhorrent things in the world. Um, you know, violence against women and, and sexual assault, I think, is the most cowardly things I think you can you could possibly ever ever do so to be put in there that was disappointing but yeah no she was she was sensational but it's, it's also there's a funny one now where i see other people going through the ringer or they're trying to get they get smashed by some hard left nutbag and a lot of them are but they won't see sense or have a, a a decent debate or discussion about a topic. They, if you don't agree with them, they will drive you out of town in numbers and on mass, and they get it's a sport to them. But you, you want to, like I said, those messages that I got every day, all day, every day for two weeks, and phone calls I got saved me no drama whatsoever. They got me up and um, and kept me going. Because there's a couple of different sides to this too, isn't there? There wasn't the fact that you just sort of got dropped and then you had to have that support around you. You got dropped a couple of times, you know. I, I read you were coaching your son's footy team and you, oh, could, yeah, you couldn't do that. Sure, Jesus, that must have gutted you. Yeah, that, that one really hurt. Because mm. uh, you've got to explain to him too then, don't you? Yeah, so I did come and say, and these, the, boys, the boys are 12. Mm. So I had to sit down the boys and say, look, I've said some things that, one have been taken the wrong way, but two I should never have said. And they could lead to someone getting hurt, fellas. And and for that, I'm, I'm you know, completely regret it, and I should never have done it. And I'm really sorry. And I, to the boys, I was honest with them and said I've said things I should never have said. I didn't mean them to sound the way they were said, and they've been reported not completely accurately, but some have and some haven't. But I'm in the wrong. I've done the wrong thing. Um, and unfortunately, I, I can't coach you for the rest of the year. Which I know, I start choking up on sure. talking to. But but how how great for them? How great for these young kids to see, you know, a grown man, their coach standing in front of yeah. them, admitting, 
you know, that's a life lesson in itself. Yeah, for and, those and that's, kids. that was that was the important thing. That was the yeah. thing where they can they can say like and like I preach to them. We don't judge people when things are going well. We judge people under a bit of adversity and, and how they handle things. And yeah, put your hand up, you're stuffed up. But what are we going to do to fix it up? That's and right. but then also to that, and and that decision came from uh, a few of the committee of the club. But then I faced the the parent group, and they were incredible, incredibly supportive. They were yeah, amazing. They were saying they were they were up in arms with the club for making that decision and taking that stand. But um, that's um, nice. And I'm back. I'm back. Coach. I'm back, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, and and they were brilliant. So I was, I was back coaching, uh, back coaching again last year, yep. and we were doing it again this year, and we'll, we'll go again next year. But yeah, um, yeah so it is um, to me that that's it was a it was a time I often I never want to experience again. But I've come out of it stronger. I know who my friends are. Um, I really know who my friends are. I've learned a lot. But unfortunately, too, with the way the world is, you know, if it happened 20 years ago, the old, you know, today's headlines, tomorrow's yep. um, bin, bin lining. Unfortunately, it's not like that now. And people can jump on your wiki page and, and bring it up it, and bring it up like, and bring it up. Um, you know, if you Google, you Google my name now, it's um, unfortunately, it's, it's those things. And that and that's the bit I really struggle with that I really oh, I still think that's a it. minority. I think that's a minority. Um, I, I think the majority of people, I'd like to think, maybe I'm thinking more like-minded people, I guess, but it's it's not something I, I would certainly look at anyway. I'm not a fan of Facebook, but, no. but there's a theory if you're a Facebook user, if there's a shit comment that goes on there about somebody or about you or whatever, the best way to get rid of that is to pile it full of good stuff on top, and that shit one goes down and 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 down. So hopefully, mate, all the good stuff that you're doing, and you've always done good stuff. It's not like you're a dick, you know. You said you said one thing once in the excitement of it all, and you know, out of context, it trashed everything. But you know, all the good stuff that you do outside and around, you fit, you know, coaching the kids, and you're doing your pucker up. bit, all of that filters in on top and pushes that shit down out of the way. And I think that's the positive. To I like that analogy, to. Benny. Oh, I've got a few Sometimes. years of doing good stuff then to get it out of the, uh, the Oh, first well, you're only a young chap, the- mate. You've got a bit to go. <laughs> yeah. We've <laughs> got plenty of time, haven't but, we? Hey, but, I've got a question for you. Oh, righto. Just, just one question. Uh, uh, this interests me. And, and when my kids were younger, I coached their footy teams as well, right? And I'm not an AFL legend by any stretch of the imagination. When, when, you, when you walked into training that night, took your young bloke in and all the other dads are standing around, how many of them stepped backwards when they said, who's going to coach? Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, uh, is there a question here? <laughs> <laughs> is that the way it went? Who's going to take over? Well, fortunately, uh, you know, I had uh, I had two guys, uh, two assistants with me. You know, two guys who were all on the same sort of page as far as coaching, you know, coaching philosophies, and the way we want our boys to be. Um, we coach a boys team, and that's why I say boys. Uh, we the way we want our boys to play, and not just our sons ourselves, but our boys, our team. Sure, sure. And um, so that was all good. But one of them, when I talk about staunch people, one of them. Said no. Nah, if you if you're getting rid of him, I'm not coaching either. I'm walking away because it's a, a you know he didn't agree with the decision. And he said I've got my principles and um, I'm off too. And uh, sort of so, 
one guy was left holding the can. And, uh, he's sitting there going, well, what do I do? I said, mate, you got, I, I want you to coach him. I don't want anyone else to come out. I want you to keep going. Please do it. He's like, oh, uh, yeah. where do I start? Um, so, yeah. Team the three to one. Yeah, he had, he had about – yeah, I think there was only like four games left, I think, uh, for the year, but he did that. But then there's a the thing I had to I had to reapply for my position and, and face the committee and, and um reapply um, for them. your position to coach an under twelves football team. Uh, yeah, I was under thirteens by then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, under yeah, thirteens. Sorry, that that. And there was yeah. still, yeah, and, and fortunately, and fortunately, there was still there was still a couple of people who didn't want me back and said that, and and said that I I remind the the girls teams of um of sexual assault, and I found I found that I found that disgusting. I found that a, 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 I found that a. a an ignorant mentality. I found it more virtue signaling than than anything else. Fortunately, there are eight people on the committee who, like most people, said, "Right, you've stuffed up. You've paid your price. You know what have you done to fix it? Right, I've done this, this, and this. You know how are you going to go about this?" And I said, "Mate, this is what I'm going to do." Um, and eight of them said, "Yeah, welcome back, mate, and, and um, you know get back to coaching." So it was good. No, it's good to be back in there and again. You know, a Absolutely. time of Hopefully, never have to go through again. But um, yeah, there's sure. there's always some positives that come out of mm-hmm. shitty situations. And and Bernie was saying before how all the good stuff comes up and pushes all the crap to the bottom. One of the great things that you've done, just one, but but a huge thing. And I, I want to know a bit more. Well, I know I know a bit about it. Was but... quit Collingwood? Is that what you <laughs> is that what you're getting to? <laughs> no, pucker up, <laughs> pucker up. Tell us about it. And tell us your personal involvement because, yeah, th- this is one of those great things that Scotty's obviously yeah. done. It, it came about, you know, I, I was working with, with Wayne Swass um, on, a, on a TV show and they went to the went to the country country WA and we spoke about country footy and that sort of thing. So I was working with Swat and we were getting on really well. And he told me, and I was still at this point wasn't across mental health and I was still probably a bit of an eye roller when someone would mention it. Uh, well, you know, here we go. And, well, um, funny, Scott, can, can I stop you there? Because when I reached out to you, again, I admired your honesty. You've gone, oh, Nadia, look, happy to help, but I just need you to know my take on mental health. I didn't really think it was something real. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah, that's... I thought it was... Um, I, I thought it was... Um, I, I, I thought it was a, at the time because, and we, were, you know, we were talking off, off air just before about the way that we were raised. Now, I'm not saying yes. raised by parents, but the environment that I was in was a football environment, and we didn't whinge, and you, you didn't tell anyone you were hurting, you didn't tell anyone you were struggling, and if you did, you were as weak as piss. Yep. That was how. That was what was beaten into us. Yep. So, you know, when I'm hearing this, I'm going, oh, they're having a bad day, and they're, and they're calling it depression. You know, shit. And I had no idea about it. I was so ignorant. I was, mm-hmm. it was, and I was one of the problems of why people get to a, a situation where they don't think they can reach out. So I was, I was a, I was a problem. So anyway, so we're talking to Swatter about it, and um, and then he was talking about a bike rider. He was talking about a, a golf day. I said, oh, yeah, absolutely, that's right. I'm like, I'll, uh, I'll come and play some golf and come at your golf day. No worries. And Corey McKernan was organising it, and he rang me. He said, oh, I've got a golf day. I said, I said, what date? And I couldn't. I said, oh, man, I can't play. I've got 
uh, meetings here for work and blah, blah. I said, oh, I'm spewing. I said, if there's anything else you want me to do for, for SWAT on that, they let me know. He goes, oh, I've got this other thing, but I'm not sure you're going to be interested in it. <laughs> I said, what's that? And he goes, oh, we're doing a bike ride. And I said, oh, okay. Well, I'd, I did a bike ride two years previous in Perth, uh, in WA, from Port Hedland to Onslow. It was 600 k's in, in five days through the Pilbara. And and I did that ride, and I got through it pretty comfortably and went, okay. Um, I said, well, I'm looking for my next challenge. Well, talk to me about it. And he's going, oh, shit. I didn't, I didn't expect to, to have this conversation with you. I said, well, tell me what's going on. And so he explained it to me, what they were doing. I said, all right, I'm, no, I'm interested. When is it? Yep, okay. It gives me a bit of time to train. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm in. And then I reckon 20 minutes later I had Swatter on the phone. And uh, he was he was like a little kid. He was so excited and, and carrying on. And um, But we spoke for probably half an hour about mental health, about what he's battled over the years. And the story that gets me the most, and, and, that, and that was the best day that I've had because I, my mindset just went bang. You are a moron. Just listen to this. He's this guy. He's one of these guys that I, in 19, was it 99 or 96, uh, with his first premiership, I'm sitting in the MCG jealous of all hell of him. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there holding the premiership cup. And I'm jealous of him going, oh, geez, I wish I was him. He's holding the premiership cup going, looking for two people in the crowd, the only two people in the crowd that know that he wants to kill himself right now. Mm. His mind was playing that many tricks on him. That, and it's not his fault. This bloke was invincible on a footy field. Mm. He, was, he, was a, he was a beast. Mm. But his brain's telling him, his brain is telling him you're better off gone. That sat me on my ass. I pulled the car over and stopped and just went, wow. And we spoke for another, you know, we spoke for half an hour about it all. And I remember the time I'd hung up the phone, I was off to buy a bike. I was <laughs> ready to go. And it, it surprises you that I'm not built like a cyclist. Well, I'm, uh, I'm just I'm wondering at that time, and for people that are that may not know you particularly well and are going to Google you afterwards, are you no, AFL All Stars <laughs> fitness level at that point, or somewhere in between that and your Coleman medal days? Well, I actually no, I wasn't I wasn't too bad because I, I thankfully um, I'd done Jenny Craig uh, about eight years ago. And with Michael Long, and I, I got massive. I got massive, and um, lost thirty six kilos doing that. Wow. And so I was in decent. I, I wasn't okay, but I'm still I'm still a heavy unit, mm. and I'm still not built for a bike. Yeah. Bikes are midgets in lycra, you know. These little blokes <laughs> that just fly, and you go, he's got no muscles on him. How can he be? They're going to be so quick, and they just boom off. They Is that go. Swatter's game though? He picks on guys that are slightly bigger than him, so that he looks cracking in his lycra. Pretty much, and doesn't he doesn't he like himself? But he's like it too. But anyway, so we we, we trained and, and and myself and Cosy Justin Kaczynski, who's you know got his own battles at the moment as well, a great man, and we and I, and I love him to bits. We roomed together, but we trained together up at Mount Masterton Club at Hill. So on the bike, and we look at each other, going, "What are we doing?" And then we talk to Swatter again and remind us. And then we did the ride, and and each day. You know, you'd you'd bust yourself and you'd and you'd be exhausted and you're struggling. But I'm thinking this is as close as I'm gonna that I that I want to get, I suppose. But this is as close of to me of understanding the ups and downs of people with mental health issues. And you know, you, they struggle every day. They struggle every day to 
to to fight the demons, you know, in their in their head that they have no control over. It's not their fault, and um, so you know, we're, we're, I'm going. Oh, I'm a, I'm a bit puffed. Big deal. Stop being a yeah, stop being an idiot. But each night we'd go to one of Swatter's presentations and talk about mental health and hear a story from someone else. And then people in the group each day just started feeling comfortable within this group of 30 of us and started sharing their own stories. And I'm sitting there uh, gobsmacked going, wow, um, they're, they're just opening up to strangers. And these are people that have never told their story before, but they felt they were in a comfortable environment, they mm. felt that they would be understood and, and the, the biggest thing is not, you know, not being misunderstood, which is generally the problem. Mm. And every day I've got wiser and wiser about it. Mm. And it, it I can even see your passion my, coming out now still. You, isn't it astounding yeah, you know, when you, when you yeah, get into yeah, an environment really with people? And I remember some of the stories and some of the battles that people have been through. That, oh, you know, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. You know, mm. there's me and Cosy. Me and Cosy, there's, uh, you know, Paul Curie who's played, you know, a lot of footy, you know, in that same environment. There's some, you know, there's very successful people on this ride. You know, people that own franchise uh, fast food outlets. I won't name them, but, but – and so they're going, okay, they've got everything, you know, financially they're, they're good as gold, not a worry in the world there. These – Guys, we get up and tell a story, and we're like, "No way, you as you," mm. and they're like, "Yeah." Mm, doesn't discriminate, does it? Uh, it? It bloody doesn't. And and since I've done that and been outspoken about it, and saying, "Hey, fellas, if you were like me and ignorant to it, it it's not that's not your fault either. It's just a, that's the life that we were had, and that's how Correct. we were raised." But you need to open your eyes a little bit more to this. You need to open your mind to this a little bit because this is fair income. This is absolutely real, and 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 they're not weak. It's okay to not be okay. And since I've been doing that, some of my mates have rung me to say, "Hey, hey, brother, um, you got five minutes?" Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the conversation drops me. Right, my, my best mates of all time is one of the toughest blokes that's ever laced up a boot. Has he's battled? He's going pretty well at the moment, thankfully, because he's his hand up and said, I've got, to, I've got to do something about this. And, uh, you know, so that's what I, you know, I beg people, I beg people. I think as um, as normal everyday people, because we're not, neither Nadia, myself, you, Josh, none of us here are mental health professionals. We we don't uh, know the specifics of how to, to fix things, and I don't think you fix them. I think you just you help along the way. But So we're not mental health professionals, but educate yourself a little bit. Get yourself in a position where you're approachable to people, non-judgmental, and yeah. and put that persona forwards, which you're obviously doing, walk the walk. People will come to you and share. And if they can lift that little bit of burden off their shoulders by sharing with you, God, it mm. changes their world. Mm, for sure. Yeah. And, and we don't, I don't I say to people, so I can't fix you. I can't, but you know what I can do? I can listen to everything you say and I can understand you better. And I can be here any time you need me, but what we'll do is we'll get you the doctor. That's right. Let's go, we'll get you the doctor. Book in uh, or, you know, you know you're, you're a grown man or you're a grown woman. Get yourself to the doctor. Mm. But ring ring me and let me know when you've made that appointment. That's so right. So then they feel the, the need to, oh, shit, I've got to be accountable. He's going to make me accountable. I'm going to make this appointment. Right, I'm going on Thursday at, at 12. Good. I'll ring you at, at 1. Then they get, you know, put on to, to someone else, um, put on to a professional. Yep. 
and 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 the and the steps are in place for them. Then they start developing all the tools that they need to. Because I think sometimes get, we're scared to have people tell us their story because you don't want to be the one that then has to hold their hand for the next 20 years. You don't want to be that person that, that takes on all of that heaviness that they're going to give you. But that's a very valid point that you've just made, mate. You're a catalyst. You're the one who's allowing them to open up. Then what you're doing is putting them in touch with somebody who can really help them out. And oh. then from there on, you don't have to be in their world every five minutes but you're there if they need you and they've got other tools that they can lean yeah. on to help them out as they go forward and grow. I think that's awesome what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, that's what we try and, that's what we try and do. And I, I just, I beg blokes out there. Oh, it's you know, brilliant. It's, it is okay to not be okay. It's, mm. it's, it's not a weakness. It's not your fault. It doesn't no. discriminate. It's said before, no, it's uh, um, this thing can hit anyone, anytime. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> Scotty, I want to ask something, you know, you obviously finished playing in 2002 for the Mighty Magpies. Um, go the Pies. Yeah, go the Pies. How would you describe... Lost Bernie. We've lost Bernie. What's yeah. that? We've lost who? <laughs> We've lost Bernie. Bernie. Uh, yeah. He's a Tigers man. Um, uh, you've your fun, Ben. <laughs> we are still having our fun. Yeah. It's good. But... But, Scott, I'd like to know from 2002, because obviously you, you were still involved and, and still are involved in the AFL to, to some degree, how much has the culture changed from your playing days to to now, do you think? You know, the acceptance, how, you know, back, yeah. in, back in 2002 when you finished playing, but, but in your playing days opposed to now, the help, the support, the talk, the... Enormous, yeah. enormous, enormously, um, and you see more and more players because it, it, look, it's it's easy to pot AFL players for the privileged life that they have, but there's also a lot of negatives to to play footy. There's you know, no one has the scrutiny that these boys, that these young boys from all walks of life, too. They they you know the national draft means they can be plucked from anywhere to come in and all be on the same page to do this and that. So they're under an enormous amount of scrutiny. They're under an enormous amount of pressure. Not many people, day-to-day people, have to go through that with their work life, do they? The, no. Each day have something, be critiqued on how they performed at their at their job. So they're under an enormous amount of pressure, and footy clubs are aware of that, but the the acceptance, and it's because of blokes like Swatter and the work that he's the work that he's doing and, and, and the work that you guys are doing with your podcast, just talking about it, it becomes a normal part of our conversation now. It's not a so so the boys are, you know, and there's guys that have come out. And like Adam Trelaw has come out and said he's battled. You know, Dane Beams is is really battling. Then you know, Darren Jolly recently is is you know went to turn to social media and in what something that frightened a lot of people and thankfully you know didn't go ahead with what he was planning to do and and, and more recently for the younger ones, Magic Door. Mad Jack's another one as well. Yep, yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. So. You know, Madge is probably really lucky. I mean, what we're, you know, what we want to do, what we want to make it so obvious and so easy to talk about is it doesn't get to where Madge talk it to. But we also need to, I think, be a little bit more open about it because every time you read something about Madge, it was um, when he fell off the bridge or when he had his accident. No, no, no. Call it as it is. Madge was in such a shitty spot, he tried to take his own life. Exactly. Tried to commit suicide. So don't sugarcoat it. Like let's not dance around it. Like, That's so, right. Oh, he fell, off a, uh, fell off a bridge. That's not helping anyone. No. Just 
I agree with that, Scotty. I agree with that. We dance around the suicide world. Like we danced around for many years around mental health, but suicide, it's so taboo. And Uh, we we do, we we dance around it. And look, we've recently spoken to someone, a, a parent of a daughter who suicided, and that was one of her things, you know, after people didn't want to speak about the suicide yeah. and like, in case it, you it say is what something it is. that they want to hear. You know, it is yeah. what it is. Oh, and oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's, hard. it's hard. But, you know, you know, we're just going to make a normal part of our conversation. But, but the answer to your, your original question earlier is that the difference in 2002, I remember, I think Nathan Thompson um, Yeah, he was came one, out quite early. Yeah. First yeah. And, got smashed, and got smashed for it. Mm. Got smashed socially for it and that sort of thing. Um, dropped a lot of abuse and from people who was ignorant, as I used to be, and and, and didn't understand. Obviously, thankfully, got got some help. But now it's completely different. Yeah, that's thanks to thanks to the work of a, a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, and we're getting there, but we're still a, a long way away. You we know? still do have a long way to go. You're right, but it's eight, it's... eight people a day don't don't come home, and uh, in Australia, and that's. But it's organisations like Pucker Up, like the Resilience Project, like Movember, like the Gentleman's Ride, and there's many, many others that are working hard in the in the background to try to raise awareness and funds for for pushing further and harder. I see you haven't grown a mo just yet, mate. On into Movember this year. Embarrassing. I donate. Otherwise, it's just embarrassing. I'll just donate. (laughs) (laughs) Even I'm in that, Scotty. Roger, (laughs) mate. Grow pretty handy, Mo. <laughs> we're working on it at uh, at our workplace. We've got uh, a little thing going on at the minute because we're very male orientated, and, and Nadia's um, jumped on board as well. So she's, Brilliant. I think, growing the hair on her arm or something like that to, uh, to to shape it into a Mo. There you go. There's a photo of it. Oh, spectacular! <laughs> spectacular. It's all good fun, and you know what? A bit of fun, like you said to yourself, you're a bit of a larrikin. You you don't like try to take life overly seriously on the outside because life should be about fun, you know, and it's not the woes and the seriousness of the world and gets us into the down, deep, dark bit of it. You've got to have a, a laugh along the way, I reckon, and that just that just helps, you know. Yeah, yeah. you go mad otherwise and, uh, you know, the, the times where you're, you're feeling your best and you're, you're absolutely at your happiest is when you're laughing. I, mean, I know that sounds like an obvious thing to say, but you feel motivated, you, you feel good about everything, you're not thinking about anything that's shit. Um, we could all sit. We could all sit down and and write pages of stuff of things you're not happy about. <laughs> but you know, it, it, write down we, two things you're thankful for every day. Try that one. Mm. What was that, mate? Try writing down the two things that you're thankful for every day, yeah. every morning, um, instead of writing down a whole pages and pages of the shit stuff yeah. that's going on. It was, yeah. It's harder it was to find those two gratitude. Things. Mm. I, I think it, it's it's a great thing to do, and and I say it. To, to my son especially, is like wake up every morning with one positive thought, something that good that's going to happen, and just see how it changes your day. Yep. So, see, see what happens. That it and does. If we all did that, if we all did that, you know, what, you, you bounce? Well, I'll never bounce out of bed. I like my bed. But, you know, you get up when, when you're ready to get up. Um, you, you get up in a good mood and, uh, and, you know, and, and, that, and that becomes infectious to everyone else as well around you and, and you it sort does. of bring everyone else up. And, yeah, so I think uh, absolutely with, with social media and that we tend to focus on 
everything that's wrong with everyone else. Um, instead of just focusing on, on what's right and, and what's great in, in our own lives, it's a really good point you make. I was make, downstairs before and I was just getting a drink before I, I came up here and on the girl's T-shirt it said, be the best you. Mm. Oh, that's a simple message and that's mm. as good as it has to be. Mm. Don't be yeah. I don't want to be Scott Cummings. No, you don't want to. And you much. don't want to be Bernie Garvey. Let's yeah. just be the best of the ourselves that we could be. Thanks, champ. I well, like that. you said, you know, you're at the MCG 1999 Grand Final, admiring Schwatter, Hank, Hank, you know, holding up that cup. Little yeah. did you know what was rolling around yeah. in Schwatter's head. So be the best that you can possibly be. Hey, you you said you've had a message for your son each day. You know, wake up, think of a good thing that you know it's going to be the driver for your day. If we could give you a billboard, what would Scott say? on that billboard as his message to society or to the world? What do you want to say? What would you tell people? <laughs> uh, clean. The, the, funny, the funny questions are next. Joe, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm I'll say, uh, dress it up. I'm going to say it in the crassest version I could possibly make it. Is, um, it works for me. Is, is be a good prick. Don't be a shit prick. Yeah. Just, just be, just, yeah. just be, just be good. Just, you know, we just, um, you know, treat people. Yeah, and this is obviously not a billboard, but you know, we get treat people the way you want to be no, treated. I like it. An oldie, but a goodie. Be a good but prick. Just, just don't, you just don't be a shit prick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just, just, yeah, uh, simple but true. That's a fair point. You're not going to be the best of the best of the best every second of your day, are you? Uh, but you just overall don't have to be a complete cock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and always looking to to make others feel bad or to look for the worst in things. You know, we we need to turn it around, I guess. And and we we've said a few times in our family, just with local sports and stuff. You know, you might say, "Gee, in twenty years' time, they're all going to remember. Are they going to remember Bernie Garvey? He was a gun, O and M footballer." But geez, he was a tosser. Like he was an absolute. <laughs> absolutely. You know. Yeah. The next bloke next to him, John Smith, he was a great player, but she was a great bloke. Yeah. Like, uh, who, who do uh, we uh, remember? The great, the good footballer that was just an absolute great bloke or the real gun footballer, but, geez, he was a tosser. You will you will always, because, you, you, as I said before, your sporting career is not long, no. um, you will always, what sort of bloke you are or what sort of chick you are, it will determine how you're seen for the rest of your life. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, that does like, define you. You look at a footy player and they go, oh, he was, um, I think, you know, he was he was a star. Yeah, but he was a shit bloke. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. just, no, I'm a shit bloke. Uh, he's better. No, uh, he's better. No, no, it is, just be good. Just have some fun. Have a laugh. Don't yeah. take anything. Don't take life too seriously. If you, if you can manage that. If you can manage that, and and on the other side of it is, you know, we're talking about mental health. There are some that can't manage that because it's not their fault because their head's telling them shit. Mm. But if you can manage it, if you can manage your mindset just to be positive, then look, I'm already smiling now. Yeah, you know? we're all in good mood now because we're just talking about. That's not right. Shit. We're just talking about. We're ready for shit. a G and T now. Oh no, sorry, Bernie had one before the show. Um, but talking about G&T, I've been hanging all week to ask you these questions because some of the answers we've got have been hilarious. So being the funny bloke you are, I'm hanging to hear these. I'm going to ask you six no questions, Scotty. Yeah. Yeah, be funny, be funny. Yeah. Be funny, be funny. Um, just, yeah, whatever, you, you'll know how it rolls. Whiskey or rum? Oh, whiskey. 
Text or call? Call. Giving or receiving? What? <laughs> you would not just talk about the shit I got in last year for questions like that. <laughs> hey, this, uh, is, this is the way your head goes on uh, this, remember? Yeah. I haven't learned anything. Uh, no, giving. Giving. Yes. So, yeah. Phew, I was worried about the answer. Is that what, you miss? <laughs> Face- is that what your wife says? <laughs> <laughs> Facebook or Instagram? Insta. I've realised I'd made a decision 20 years ago whenever Facebook came out and I knew what all the other, the, all the young all the players, because it came out when we were playing footy, I knew what all the boys were using it for. Yeah. So I realised that I've made a conscious decision. I said, I'm not going to get a Facebook account because it's the quickest way to give away a house. Yep. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, do that. so no, but I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Insta and have a bit of fun on Insta. Insta. High school or adult life? Adult life. Scrunch or fold? Ah, oh, scrunch. Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! Folders are psychos. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but, OCD issues. I'll be friends with anyone who's a folder. Nah, <laughs> nah, we're with you there. Scotty, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I probably didn't say it at the start, but totally chuffed when you accepted. I, yeah, I was absolutely chuffed. Sure, so was Bernie. Around. Totally. Love the work you do. Uh, pucker up. As I said, you guys are... Um, you know, we we got to spread the word. We spread this message out, and while having a bit of fun along the way as well. And yep. you know, you never know you 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 you're a chance to save someone's life. So you guys having your chat here That's might be plan. enough for someone battling to listen in and go, shit, you know what? I'm going to talk to someone. That's and what we if, hope. If, if, if you do that, then uh, geez, you, it's worth it, isn't it? So absolutely. Uh, pleasure, pleasure talking to you. Good next time you, you. Uh, next time you ride through Albury, we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> catch up. Yeah, you absolutely. Me, I, I, I say every, I say every time. You know, we've done two now, and I said, you're, "I'm not, I'm not doing another ride again, you little bastard." I'm not going <laughs> off. This off. Um, why don't you do, you know, golf trip or well, uh, you know, they, you want to, yeah, to get him there because they they put electric motors into bikes now. Uh, I, you know what? This last year's one, which was, <laughs> it was which, which was worse than the Sydney to Melbourne, it was horrific last year. I, I actually. Contemplated and Googled it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't go through with it. Oh. Uh, I, could, I, couldn't, I, couldn't do, I couldn't do it. But um, anyway, but we'll, we'll do another one at some stage because yeah. it's good to have those sort of goals and those sort of challenges. Are, you know what? Are, You're right. Well, something to look forward to. You know, we talk yeah, about so, mental health issues and things. If you've got nothing to look forward to, if you're not planning just a little thing that'll push you, yeah. you've got nothing to go for. So, yeah, good, good call, mate. Hey, Keep Scotty, playing. I'm going to race around and stand above the laptop. Do you mind if Bernie takes a photo of me above you on the screen? I have no idea what you're talking about, but go for your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really interested to yeah. see what's going to happen yeah. right now. It's like this, mate. <laughs> I'm taking a photo of you with Nadia, and I've got no Nadia's, idea what she's doing. Above me on the... Yeah, oh. don't look up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there it is. It's like, uh, what's that show? Um, there was brothers and sisters. Pretty much. There you go. You're on it. <laughs> that's good. Nards will send that to you. Uh, that's cool. All right, guys. Thanks, champion. Appreciate Thanks, your time. Scott. Thanks. Luck, Appreciate yeah. your time. Take it easy. See ya. Bye. Now. Bye.
This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.